Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you live from Corner of the Galaxy Studios on Thursday, August 23rd. Just a little over 24 hours before the L.A. Galaxy will take on LAFC in the final regular season, El Trafico. Uh, a lot of hype, obviously, building up to this game. But more importantly, the Galaxy need the win. That's the big deal here. Galaxy need a win for sure. We'll see if maybe they can do it. We're going to talk about that. Get you updated on Galaxy news, injuries, a whole bunch of different topics to take us through this 60 minutes. And, of course, in order to help me out with all of that, uh, he is uh, the man, the myth, the legend. He's a little bit a little bit sadder today. He's not as quite as jovial as he normally is uh, as he's in mourning for a fallen player. Uh, please welcome back to the show, as always, Mr. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's, like you said, a, a, a somber hammer today. You know, we lost one of our guys, uh, João Pedro, who made his way uh, to Greece. So, you know, wishing him the best. Forza João. I'm obviously wearing my uh, Throwback Thursday Galaxy kit today, but I also have a little honorary patch for yeah. João here. Yeah, it's so got, Forza João. It, it's We're a, with you. It's Our a, Portuguese people back you up. It's a, we got you. It's a sticker that he made himself, ladies and gentlemen. This is a commemorative with, patch. With, These will be available on cornerofthegalaxy.com. <laughs> João Pedro patches. Get them while they're hot. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll pay you to take them. Printed them off of labels, <laughs> all right? So, no, it's it's good stuff. I like it. Yeah, I know, like the creativity. You got you to show pay my respects. Yeah, I understand. Well, the LA Galaxy uh, may have moved uh, João uh, out of the uh, out of the picture there, but certainly uh, not a uh, not a not a, a huge loss to the galaxy in terms of starting lineup. If here. we're if we're being honest, it's not like he was getting the minutes anyway. So I, I think it's a win win. The galaxy gets him, uh, you know, getting playing time elsewhere because it is a loan deal. But you know, he wasn't cracking the lineup, so it's not like they'll miss him here with the LA Galaxy. So win 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 maybe Hopefully. possibly. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, obviously. Uh, all right, the LA Galaxy, like we said, we're certainly going to get you ready for the LAFC game that's coming up in the second half of the show. Uh, but want to hit some other things that we have here uh, in terms of uh, what they have for news and, and everything else that's going on in Galaxy Land. And there is still a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we're going to get you the injury updates, as we said. We're going to talk about some of the rivalry quotes. We're going to talk about missing players and all the things that are going to lead up into this LAFC team. But the, the first question that really comes, obviously, off of a 5 nothing loss to the Seattle Sounders. Um, a historic 5 nothing loss, from what I understand. It, it, it's, it's a store tying. I yeah. mean, you know, it's... they have When you're in the conversation, that's not a good thing. The, the funny thing is that all three of the 5 nothing losses have come away on turf in NFL stadiums. That, that's not surprising. It feels like that's on brand. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it should be. Uh, lost at Giants Stadium, lost at uh, Century Link with Seattle, obviously. And then the other one was... New England. I New, bet you knew, yep, yep, New, England. New England is the other that's one. That's what it was. So Good times. Out at Gillette Stadium. So apparently when the Galaxy go to, uh, <laughs> to Gillette or any place where there's turf and it's an NFL stadium... Um, which wouldn't include StubHub Center because it's not turf, it's grass. And an it's, it's a and, soccer stadium, and, and NFL has played there. I was, people Let's get like, it right. People were like, come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's where it goes. But, I mean, you know, where do you feel this Galaxy team is right now, Eric, if you have to go through all these different things? Right, right now I think they're, they're uh, in a, a fragile state. I think uh, having the players go down to injury, 
uh, they're not on a good run. You know, their their ties versus Minnesota, their ties versus Colorado. They did not look impressive in those games, and those were teams that the Galaxy should have put away. They had the opportunity to put those teams away, and they couldn't get it done. So the fact that they couldn't get it done against those poor teams says something about where this team is at. Then you have players go down to injury. Then you go away to a Seattle team, which is on the rise. Uh, they're looking better. Uh, Siggy, obviously, I think this is he him going back to Seattle. This is not a result that Siggy wanted. And for him to get drubbed and, and beaten up there in the Galaxy team uh, to lose in that fashion, they're in a fragile state right now. I mean, uh, you can look at if you're going to spin this in a positive way, you're going to say with El Trafico, with a rivalry game coming up, uh, this is going to, if, if something's going to wake the Galaxy up, this should wake them up. Um, so, but right now, there's the, w- the way they were looking before the Seattle game, even with their healthy players, they couldn't put away games. And then now they're missing their designated players. Uh, it, it doesn't look pretty right now if you're a Galaxy fan or if you're a player on the Galaxy. No. Or if you're Joao. Or, or if you're Joao Pedro. <laughs> By the way, Pedro apparently trying to get that loan deal for quite some time here, Eric. So not it's, not, it's not surprising that he, he went or that he was trying to go. Um, the LA Galaxy designated players, as we've talked about many times before on this podcast, uh, having played now less than 50% of the total minutes in 2018. That's the DPs combined. That's not good, right? The, yeah, last time I checked, it's not. <laughs> uh, the designated player with the highest number of minutes is Ramon Alessandrini, 1,367. That gives him almost 60%, 58.4% of the total minutes available. Um, Jonathan Dos Santos just underneath him at 55%, and then Giovanni Dos Santos at 33.7%. So um, you compare 30, that... 33%, that is... That's a third. That's that's crazy. He's only played I mean, a third of the minutes. And, and you want to factor in those the World Cup break, but at the same time, the league had a two week break as well. So you need to factor that in as well. Thirty three percent is still is still pretty abysmal. Uh, you can say sixty percent is abysmal for Roman, um, but but it, you know optics on the field tell you that Roman uh, is showing a little bit different um, than Geo is, and then Jonah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say about these DPS. It's not. It's, it's not, not a good. good. Situation. It's just, we're no. just not in a good place right now. No, it, it's not, and it, it shouldn't be. And if you're a Galaxy fan, you shouldn't be happy with what you're seeing. No, um, all these things. If you even go compare, and again, Ola Kamara um, has played 84.2 percent of the minutes. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and this counts. This does not count the games he was not on the on the. Okay. Uh, on when the, he was technically available, what's yeah, his percentage? When he was technically available. So for 23 games, he has technically been available for the Galaxy. 68.7 percent, and he's even missed. Two games because of turf so far, and three yeah. games really. Well, three yeah, games. Two two point two point eight. I think <laughs> if if you work the math out on that, yeah, then that's gonna, you know don't yeah. crunch the numbers. Don't at me. Well, I mean, you all you have to say that basically him missing the Colorado game is also a game he missed because of turf, even though it was the Atlanta turf. <laughs> that's right? true. Yeah, Don Garber. Gone. Good old Donnie. Good old Don. The, the soccer, soccer don. don. Oh, hey, this we're in sync. This, this is good. This, it's gonna be a good show. We're just gonna talk at the same time <laughs> the whole time. It'll be uh, it'll be a lot of a lot of interesting stuff. No, so I mean the galaxy coming off the five nothing loss. You can you can just point to the fact they were missing five starters. I mean, Sianing, you can throw your hands up and say whether or not that's a loss or not. It, it I think it is. By the way, I think that throwing Steras in that position was not the position that you wanted to be in, and it didn't go well for Steras. And so I think Siani right now, I would call them almost a coin flip. But I like Siani's size better than. And, I like well, stairs. And, and at this point of the season, you know, stairs has not been getting the minutes, so he's going to have the rust. So it's not. I think you know one way that you're going to become effective is getting the minutes and and getting playing against real time opponents and other uh, professional soccer players coming at you. That's going to make you a little bit better. So if you haven't been on on the field, then you're going to be worse off than someone like Siani. To, you know, regardless of what your opinion is on him, he's been on the field, and so he's going to be. 
uh, he's going to give you the best option for right now. So uh, Stairs is definitely a drop off. So I, before the season, you may have called it a called it a coin flip, but at this point in the season, it's definitely a drop off for for Dan Stairs. And and Siggy talked about it. It's really more about the fact that they're constantly changing the formations. That things are never remaining the same. That all this stuff keeps happening. The, the boat's filling with water, and they keep moving the peg to to cover up those holes. But stick a stick a finger yeah, here exactly. everywhere. This is, yeah. You know, Looney Tunes. Looney. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Describe the LA Galaxy. Looney Tunes. Yeah, I think that that's that's an accurate assessment. Uh, Lionel Gonzalez in the chat room says uh, DP equals doesn't play, which is true for the Galaxy <laughs> this good. year. Uh, Siggy even said something. Actually, I want to go to Siggy's quotes about that because he was talking about the designated players and and not playing um, and really what that means right now for the Galaxy. Um, he says, I, I don't keep stats like that whenever he was asked about the DPs not playing. Uh, good thing for him that I do. <laughs> I, I was, was going to say, does he, he just need me to step he, in? Because he likes to sleep at night. That's why he doesn't keep yeah. those stats. He says, I don't keep stats like that, but it would be hard for, new, for, for me to believe any team has had their DPs miss more games than we've had, except if a guy is out with a season-ending injury. That's something that's obviously very frustrating, but the most frustrating thing about it is because of the constant change in lineup and personnel. You're shifting things around. We get Rolf back, and we say, okay, we're close to being healthy, and we lose four guys. Now you're starting off again. And that is true. I mean, the the Galaxy put Rolf Felcher on the lineup, and there are zero people injured on that lineup. And in the first half, you lose two designated players, or you lose two players. And then, yeah, two designated it's players. The, the curse of Rolf. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's what it is. It's, it's a thing. It's too sexy. <laughs> Rolf is too sexy. The, the, they were hurt by his the pecs. The, a, health, a healthy Rolf peck a healthy, will damage your team. That's yeah, for sure. That's all. That's exactly what it was. So um, anyway, no, I mean, you look at all this stuff. And, and yeah, I do love the stat that shows the designated players. I think I also love the stat that says that the LA Galaxy were missing 68.7% of their payroll against Seattle. Um, that Another Well, when you add up 33% of the games he's missed, you do the other half of that, that's the payroll that's missing. That's that, interesting. That it is it is very so anyway, 68.7% of the payroll is missing. That's why they lost in Seattle. That's the only reason they lost in Seattle. Well, actually they're probably going to lose in Seattle even if they had everybody healthy. That was a tough game to be played. Yeah, it was the a somewhat worst healthy time. team that struggled oh. against uh, Colorado and a Minnesota away to to Seattle and turf. Even fully healthy, that's a tough game. The way Seattle's been playing right now, you can't tell me that the Galaxy defense suddenly doesn't give up goals in that game. If even if you had now, it's slower. Maybe it's not five nothing. Five. Yeah, it's they're not, not five nothing. They're not waltzing into the goal. But it, the goals were coming. Yeah, they they were absolutely coming. So I mean, so you look at the five nothing. You certainly hear the the rumblings of discontent with the LA Galaxy fan base. I understand it. No, um, I are they upset? I haven't noticed. Yeah, no. They, they, I thought they'd be thrilled. Very quiet this. on Twitter. Oh, interesting. Very, no, okay. Reddit. I'll, I'll have to Facebook, sign on every once in a while and check them out. Facebook. I, I thought found, they were happy. I found a weekly column that I'm going to have uh, Larry Morgan do for us is talk to Chris Klein because uh, if you talk to Chris <laughs> Klein... Uh, I guarantee people will be shouting obscenities at my Facebook page. Chris Klein needs to invest in one of those plastic bubbles that they, you know, have at fairs where, you know, you run around in the water. He just needs to get the hamster hamster bowl. He just needs to invest in one of those and just go around StubHub in one of those, let people throw pies at it. And, you know, they can yell all they want and he'll just be safe in his, his little cocoon. Oh my. Uh, let's go over Chris Klein to some things Chris Klein says because I thought that was interesting. Um, this is Larry Morgan from Larry Morgan's story. Uh, it was part of the Galaxy Notebook that got put up. Uh, you can check it out on cornerofthegalaxy.com and Larry does a great job. Uh, Larry does a great job in this article of just presenting the quotes in the context that Chris Klein said them in. So whenever people were saying, so I think some people have yelled, of course, that uh, uh, that uh, it was a it was a trash section because it talked to Chris Klein. Um, <laughs> I don't think it, it wasn't about the damned writing. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, right? 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, Galaxy President Chris Klein said he hasn't lost faith in the team despite an 0-2-2 mini slump. Uh, Galaxy now winless in four. Uh, in This is quote from Chris Klein. He says in professional sports, there are all, there's always a bit of concern, he said. But we have belief in the group that we have and the group that's there. They've shown that they can play and beat anyone. I've been around Major League Soccer long enough to know it goes in fits and spurts. Teams that find consistency usually are the ones that rise to the top and are also the ones that find form at the right time. It's just about getting that form at the right time and making that run to the playoffs and then getting in the playoffs. Okay. I don't disagree. The, the one part that I disagree with that quote, the, the one thing that rubbed me the wrong way is they've shown that they can beat anyone. That, that was it. Yeah. That, that one, they have not shown me that when you look at the, the top talent that they've played, the sporting Kansas cities, the Atlanta United's, the galaxy have not beaten those teams. No. So you can't say they didn't compete with those teams. No. So you can't say that they've shown that they can, they can beat anyone because they can't, they haven't shown that. Uh, Klein agreed there was recipe for disaster in Seattle. Five missing starters facing a hot team on turf, but the loss did not shake his faith in the squad. Uh, again, quoting Chris Klein, yeah, it had it had that, he said about fearing the worst, but we also have belief in our guys and a couple of mistakes, and it goes the other way. That group has also gone out and gotten results. I don't think the Galaxy were a couple of mistakes from seeing the ball bounce five, the other way five, in Seattle. Just a five. A couple. Eight. See, this is why vocabulary and math is important. A couple <laughs> means two. That's two. A few. A few. Three, three ish, okay. maybe four, a couple, a few, definitely not five. So, uh, so yeah, let's check check the vocab on that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't think I, I think I don't, I don't think uh, a whistleblow or a deflection sends the result in Seattle the other direction. You you can argue this. This is if you if I'm really getting into the defend Chris Klein and, mode, and, which and why we, I should and, be doing. And, I don't and, know. And, uh, to play devil's advocate, we're, we're taking quotes that he said, and he's not going to come out there and say we suck. Yes. He's going to try to defend his team and yes. his coaches as much as possible, and we are sitting here and dissecting those comments. So that's the devil's advocate, but let's continue dissecting. Yes, so so <laughs> again, if, if I'm trying to defend him and I say, okay, so a couple of bounces, it goes the other way. The Galaxy give up an early goal. If they don't give up an early goal, then maybe things don't turn around. But they got easily beat on that. Uh, they gave up a second early goal. Again, if they don't give up the first early goal, do they give up the second early goal? Yes, is the answer. But I'm play- <laughs> again, it's all about, you know, this is like whenever people tell me that, um, you know, oh, well, a, a red card didn't affect the game because, you know, it happened after they were already losing. And it's like, no, 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 no. It affected the game. Yeah. And you don't know what it would have been. Um... The fantasy world, the extra timelines. Yeah, the yeah extra, there's no way of knowing this. It, the butterfly flapping yes. its wings, it changes the course of time. Yeah. I mean, you know, if Zlatan doesn't come on in the exact same minute in the first El Trafico. If he doesn't use the correct tightness of rubber band, he's gone. is the result the same? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, that's where it is. Um, Klein finishes, uh, and he says... Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you're going to miss the pl- miss players at different points of the year. Yeah, a lack of these guys certainly hurt us, but we've got to move on to a big game on Friday. In our league, that's all it takes. One good win, he says. It's crazy. We just have to continue to do what we do, continue to get guys healthy, and put our group out there that can play with anybody. Ultimately, there's not much said in this. I, I would like to point out something right now. Yes. You you said he's missing players, but you misspoke and you said miss the playoffs. There's something called parapraxis, which is also known as a Freudian slip. And that means that somewhere in your mind, you're thinking they're going to miss the playoffs. And you that, that snuck out when wow. you said he's missing players. I'm going to psychoanalyze you right now. Wow, it's like <laughs> you have a rundown for the, sh- for the show. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it is yeah. interesting. Okay, so anyway, we'll we'll continue on that. But I yeah. mean, okay, so you look at all this. Okay, you listen to the comments from Chris Klein. You see the five nothing result, Eric. You go into 
Now, what is this Galaxy team? What is the health of this organization right now? I mean, would the you... The organization. S- yeah, the entire organization. That means front office. It means coaching. It means players. It means relationship with the fans. It means everything. This is the health of the entire organization. And where do you feel like the Galaxy are hitting, missing? Or, or where, how healthy is this team right now? And not in health of injured players. Okay. How healthy is the organization as a whole? But I think that factors into it as well. The the fact that their players can't stay healthy, what does that say about the organization as well? If, do we look at other teams around the league? Are other players' teams, uh, do they have players who are getting injured as much? And if if that's the case, then maybe this is par for the course. It's the price of doing business. If it's not the case, then that does you know translate into the front office. And I think uh, you can look at the decisions that were made for the 2017 team um, there were definitely that was definitely a swing and a miss. That that was a that was a complete strikeout uh, last season. This season, um, maybe 50-50. They made some moves that that were great. I think anytime you can bring someone like Slatan Ibrahimovic on the field, that's gonna that's gonna increase your fans' excitement. That's gonna give you a better a better product in the field at the end of the day. Uh, but there were also some swings and misses on some players that they got this year as well. So when you t- talk about the overall health, I think it's all connected. You can't say, well, the fr- front office front office is doing a great job, but the connection with the fans isn't there. And then the product on the field isn't there. Uh, if, if, if the, the product on the field is good, then you can say that the front office is doing a great job and then the fans are going to be happy. They're going to be doing well. But if the, it's not doing well, the galaxy are in, are in a slump right now. The players are not, it doesn't seem like they have the right players, the right, uh, they don't have the right ingredients in the kitchen, you know, the Perry kitchen, if you will, to, to get things done. That's my dad joke. Perry, Perry the platypus. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. There we go. Yes. That's another dad joke. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but th- it just doesn't seem like they have the right pieces. And so that's going to give a disconnect because that tells you that the front office isn't knocking it out of the park and that the fans are not going to be help, help happy with that. And then you add the fact, um, you know, with some of these rivalry games and issues that have happened and bans with supporters groups. So obviously the supporter groups uh, don't appear to be happy with the organization at the moment. So if you were to compare it, you know, to physical health, you know, we're, we're maybe, uh, you know, close to needing a, an ER visit soon. Maybe we're not. You have we're pneumonia. Not, yeah, we're not on, on. We're not on the death deathbed. We're not. We don't have the last year. Yeah, last year was the yeah, flat line. Last year we, we flatlined. You know, we, were, we need, you know, call the priest in and let's say our last rites and get it done. This year we're not doing well, but we're definitely making a few trips to urgent care. And if we don't fix ourselves, we're going to end up in the hospital. I mean, that, that's sort of thing, trying to assess all these different parts of things and, and how it goes. I mean, you talked about 2017, and the fact is there was very little accountability for what happened last year. Um, guys who are in decision-making positions remain in decision-making positions. Uh, you have you have guys who are, who are sitting in the front office, Chris Klein, Jovan Karofsky, uh, you know, Pete Bainis, who struck out so horribly in 2017. And granted, they suffered through a ton of injuries there as well, but you have Siggy Schmidt coming in. Siggy's trying to do some things. You can see that he's trying to do some things. I'll, I'll tell you right now, Zlatan threw a huge wrench in what he was trying to do. Now, Which is crazy to say. It I, is. I, I don't disagree, guy, but it is crazy to say it. I, who knows what that team would have looked like without Zlatan um, and, every, and everything else. But it certainly changed things. It changed the way that the team was built, and it changed the way the team wanted to operate. It changed a whole bunch of things, and they've really been trying to adjust. And because they haven't had their designated players, because they haven't had the same people on the field consistently throughout the season, it's always been fits and starts and everything else that you've seen, um, you know, throughout the season. So, you know, you look at the, the head of the snake right now and the head of the snake is the disease part. And that's a problem. Um, you know, you come down a little bit further to Siggy Schmidt and what he's trying to do. 
yeah, you get what he's trying to do. You see the effort there. It just it doesn't seem to be. Well, he missed. Yes. He missed on mm-hmm. some things. Now, granted, whether he missed and had some interference from the front office and in, in missing on some of this, but that's you a don't symptom know. as well. Because if if they're not on the same page, they're not speaking the same language. That that's a problem. Yeah, it's a huge problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and it's simply, I'll say this, wins to me don't mean an unhealthy organization or a healthy organization. Just because you're winning doesn't mean that everything is is well and good. I'll, I'll say that... It doesn't that, hurt, though. No, no, it doesn't. I'll say that whenever Bruce Arena left, that the organization was already in a somewhat unhealthy state, um, just in terms of their scouting network and in terms of what their plan was down the line. I mean, Bruce was really good at what he did, and so he was able to, I think, cover for a lot of the shortcomings, and the Galaxy were viewed as the crown jewel of Major League Soccer and doing everything right from the academy all the way up until the senior team and winning three MLS championships in four years. And I think that that goes to the, makes your point to where, yes, they were winning, but was everything truly truly flowing and is can you say that the true statement with the academy you know if if that truly was firing on all cylinders then we should be seeing the fruits of that at this point and and we don't have that to show from so i think with bruce if if we're going to go back that far we can say um you know everything has its cycle so bruce came in he he you know won championships brought mls cups to the organization uh tactically seemed to organize the team well brought in the right players was able to connect uh with with the stars and and make this team work but everything has its cycle and it seemed like towards the end of bruce's tenure things were starting to fade out and to move downward and, and it just continued to move downward when he left so when he left it was already on a downward turn and then things got even uh you know ramped up to 11 once they tried to make changes and the changes didn't work as well i mean it it really gets into some interesting stuff too if you if you want to get into it eric is you know what did this team even think of its academy whenever bruce was in charge and, and doing all these things and it's it's crazy that you sit there and we can even question that the health of everything i mean you talk about cycles and everything else but you can question the health of the organization and you know in the 2015 2016 seasons uh certainly in 2017 season if flatlined uh in 2018 there's a little bit of life here but it's still fighting itself and you can see that there's still some some stuff that they have to clear out there's still some things that they have to get over if they want to compete with the rest of major league soccer and there's teams who are doing it better now and if you're looking at the general parity of the league if you just want to say that MLS is a parity-driven league, and everybody and people say Anyone it all the can time, win at anybody can win at any time. If that's the case, then the LA Galaxy winning three out of four years means that the downside of this flip could be worse than the yeah, upside of what it was. They I were mean, just lucky three times in a row. Yeah, there, there's I don't something know that you could say that you can't. You can't, but you can't. You also can't. You not don't get say lucky it. that much. Yeah. You don't get let, luck. Comes to pe- to good players and and teams who play hard. And, and uh, going back to the health of the organization, I said you know they're not doing too well. But if you if you big picture, let's zoom out and look back at 2017, they flatline. And now you see signs of life. Maybe we're working our way up. And so maybe we're not healthy yet and and we're not going to be there this season, but if we stick with it and, and I think that could be the argument for is if you, if you clean house now, um, you're, you're hitting reset and you you could possibly flatline again and you, you still need to ramp up. So it could be that we've already hit rock bottom and we're starting to ramp our way back up. That could be the argument for, but uh, if, if the people who, who were in decision-making uh, roles that got us to rock bottom are, are we're rock. relying on them to get us out of it, that I, I can see where people might not have so much faith in that. Well, I mean, you could also say that they've learned their lesson. I mean... That's how you learn. You learn from making you, your mistakes. But at the same What's, time, have they learned the lesson? That's, that's what you need to figure out. And certainly when you look, and I think one of the health issues that you have is the Galaxy's ability to assess talent. And so far, that hasn't been proven very correctly in 2017 or 2018. 
Um, you know, certainly I think you could say you missed with Siani and that was a panic buy. And I'll tell you right now, it was a panic buy. I know it was. Well, um, Shelvick might be also a miss. Uh, yeah. Felcher could be a miss. We've really only seen him for what nine games this season. So yeah, someone like a, like a Pele Van Anholt comes to mind. Someone who they brought in. You know, he was he was supposed to be a good player, he, and we never really got to see. I I saw I didn't see him being a bad player. He could have been someone who was a good you know addition to the team, but we never got to see you know his true potential. So I think you you bring up a great point about the the Galaxy's scouting and being able to identify talent because you look at the players who they they've brought in the big names the you know David Beckham. Robbie Keane, Steven Gerrard, Zlatan Ibrahim. These are all people who are proven talent. And so you knew that you were going to get some some positive out of them because they've already shown that they're talented players. The Galaxy's ability to go and find someone who hasn't shown that talent yet and to show that they can do it on, on the MLS stage, uh, that that we haven't seen. You know, I think maybe the closest would be a Juninho or a Marcelo, someone who they weren't coming in with having already set the world on fire, but they came in and they were able to be successful. So that scouting, I don't know if you call that scouting or if that was a, a partnership thing because of, of deals that they had in place. If that was a, you know, a business decision that went our, our way, you know, the ball bounced our way there. So yeah, it, it is an issue. The fact that uh, we're, we're having difficulty, you know, as far as what we're paying these players to do and, and the results that we're getting, that, that, that is a problem. Definitely a problem. Yeah. I want to go on the record because I'm getting a little, little smack in the chat room that, you of know, course. yeah, of course, as, as you that's why we're here uh, in the chat. If you don't know where the chat room is, somebody actually asked me where the chat room was because they just watch it on the website and watch the embed. If you click onto the actual, and it takes you to YouTube, you can see the chat room over there on the right hand side and everybody's in, you know, doing stuff was, was sort of, uh, uh, everybody's in the chat room talking during these live shows. And if you're listening on the podcast, you don't have to worry about any of that. Um, <laughs> you can go back and reread them all. No, but, you know, I say that Shelvick might be a miss. I, I continue to believe that if you get Shelvick a good partner back there, that he becomes a very good defender. I think that he has some bones there. I think the fact is that he does not get a bunch of uh, support from either side. He has Siani on the right-hand side and Ashley Cole, who I love, who has been a great, great player for the LA Galaxy since he joined and who's just a wealth of knowledge on the game. Um, it's It's... He's he's showing his age, and you can see it, and he's not as fast, and the angles he's being asked to play and the position he's being played just don't fit. I mean, it's one of the reasons I say that Ashley Cole doesn't come back next year. You don't even entertain the idea that you move on and you find a, a speedy left back, or you move Shelvick over to left back and you find two center backs. I mean, those are the different things that you could sort of do in that. So I am of the belief that Shelvick could still be a, a very good defender for the LA Galaxy. Will he ever be worth a million dollars? I don't know. You but have to factor in inflation. That that is maybe and it's not so much 30, 38. He may be worth a million dollars. <laughs> it's not so much uh, inflation, and I know you were joking, but it's not so much inflation as it is getting targeted allocation What's money. The regular going rate that 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 jumped the rate. You're able to yes. pay defenders more money now. So well, we saw it in, to connect it to the Lakers when the salary cap went up. They went out and spent money on uh, and right now, of course, now that I I, I bring it you up, bring it I can't, up. Remember, you the can't name. remember the name. Luol Deng is someone they yeah. threw tons of money at. Uh, Timothy Mozgov. These players who aren't great players, but they backed up the Brinks truck to him, and then that hurt them because now when they wanted to sign real good players, the money wasn't there. The cap wasn't there and we saw something very similar with the LA Galaxy they threw money at players because the money was available but then when it came time that it didn't pan out they didn't have a uh anything in the reserves to make it work. Yeah, well, I mean, he's on a two-year contract. You're going to be able to get out of out of Shelvick's contract after next year. Well, I mean, really, if you look at after the 2019 season... I think that if you're going to wipe the slate clean... That's when you have to do you, it. You have to do it then. You can't... Doing it now and then hoping for results next season, you that, that's, that's a big, big ask. So if you want to wipe the slate clean, you just kind of have to grit your teeth and bear it for at least through 2019 if, if you're expecting wholesale changes. Here is... So now we move on. So with the 
health of the organization now fully, I think you and I both agree that they're in some trouble and that they need to do some things. They need to clean some house. They need to shore up some some of the issues that they have. I would say number one is scouting. Number two is just their general assessment of talent. And, and number three is really continue to build the analytics and, and all of the departments that I think the Galaxy have been lacking in for a very long time. They, so have, they need to figure out what the Audi index is and then... <laughs> How that translates to success? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure if you score a goal, if, you got a thousand if, Audi if points. If someone figures that out, that's that's the key to success. From now on, we're just going to give each other Audi points for every good thing we say. That's 100 <laughs> well, my, Audi points. My my Audi index score the last few episodes has been low, so I'm looking to looking to ramp that up. You're trying you're trying to certainly come in <laughs> and do something there. Um, so no, if you take that, so now you look at the Galaxy in the playoffs, and certainly the schedule comes to mind. There are eight games left. I think four and four, four home games, four away games. Uh, one of those games is in Minnesota. You know, Zlatan's not going to be or Will he be available for that game in Minnesota Maybe towards the end of things? To the University of Minnesota Stadium. He doesn't want to but see that beautiful campus in in, uh, in October. He wants to visit the place where uh, where uh, uh, Baggio Husidic yeah. uh, broke his leg. Yeah, um, like no. So I mean, time. there's stuff here. So I mean, what happens with the LA Galaxy if they do miss the playoffs? And I, we're t- talking in hypotheticals. And listen, there are eight games left. The Galaxy need a bunch of points really to solidify a position. They have uh, more games played than most people. And listen, other teams are going to be playing more condensed schedules. They have more games to play. The Galaxy get a little bit of rest. Yeah, so, I mean, the Galaxy with their games in hand aren't in a horrible position, but you can see what happens. If teams win the games in hand they have, then you're in trouble because they wouldn't wouldn't be in a horrible position if they didn't have a hole to climb out of. If, if, if they knew they had done well to get to this point, then yes, they can kind of sit pretty and wait. When they get into the playoffs, they're going to be rested. But if if they these the moving of the schedule and getting these games played so close together, a uh, Saturday to a Tuesday, you know, backing games up like that, it, that that could end up hurting them. They could miss a playoff spot because of that. And then what's the re- you know you could have all the rest in the world at the end of the season because you're not making the playoffs anyway. Yeah, and, uh, and remember the LA Galaxy rescheduled the game. It was supposed to be on August 29th. That was the Colorado game that ended up getting played on the Tuesday night. Uh, it feels like forever ago, but it was just last yeah. week, I guess. Well, I'll uh, never forget yeah. it. I met I met I met Big Zlatan on that night. Oh, that's right, you did. Yeah, you did. So you met God. Highlight. Yeah. That, that Terrible on-field performance. Great off-field performance for me. No, that's 100 Audi points. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Count it. Ding ding ding. All right, <laughs> somebody's leading in the Audi index already here on the show, and I will also be handing out uh, Audi index points to anybody else I feel necessary, fair like enough. Robbie Keane behind you gets 500 out of your index Automatic. points just, just for that. I'll give look. it to him. And if you're missing, again, if you're just listening to the podcast, just go check out the YouTube channel every once in a while. It's okay. Yeah, I dress up for it and everything. I wear the, wear the Joao patch. Eric is sexy. You need to check that out. <laughs> I mean, that's else. the Portuguese right there. Woo! All right. Anyway, <laughs> moving <onward>. on. <laughs> Minus five Audi points yes, for there me. We go. All right. Uh, so looking at the schedule, though, let's go over the schedule. Let's let's play this game. Let's see how many games, oh, how games. many points the LA Galaxy could oh, possibly get. Numbers, you have, math. I'm, I'm in. You have a game on Friday against LAFC. We're not going to talk about that game right now. <laughs> That's no fun. Waiting, waiting. Daring the lead. I know. It, oh, totally. I, that was a tease. No, actually, that go. was That's a tease. True. Also true. Yes. All right. It's good pod. Saturday, September first. Next Saturday. So. Or the Saturday after next Saturday, I guess. September yeah, 1st. September 1st. Moving on. Here we go. LA Galaxy versus Real Salt Lake away. Win, lose, draw. What do you have? I, I want to say it depends on the result on Friday, but I'm, I'm going to call it a win. Okay. I think they can go to Salt Lake and get a result. Okay. They, Might not be pretty, but I think they can do it. Um, I just, I want to warn everybody um, before all this. Um, I, I'm going to be very realistic with this. So I'm if, not being realistic with a win I think at Real Salt Lake? I think Lake? you are. Sure. You, look at the players. You that, look at the Galaxy roster. Look at the Real Salt Lake roster. 
They can't win that game. They can't beat Colorado at home. They can't beat Minnesota at home. <laughs> don't don't hit me with facts. <laughs> Ten Audi po- Audi index points for me. Uh, minus five hundred for Eric. Um, Real Salt Lake. And, and again, I'm going to be very. I think I'm going to maybe even be pessimistic. So if you okay. want rainbows well, and unicorns, this is not that, the this is not the place to be right now. That's also protecting yourself. I respect it. Okay. Uh, they get a draw at Real Salt Lake. I think that's all they muster. They probably have a lead in this yeah. game, and then they probably cough it up yeah. late in the game. But they, you know, now that you say it, that feel, that feels like don't a, you a dare change your mind. <laughs> no, I'm I'm still calling it a win. Okay, okay, good. But I I don't think you're far off. Saturday, September fifteenth. There's an international break in between. People might be able to get healthy. You might get some players back. They travel to Toronto, which is a long flight, a long trip. The question is, do Jonah and Gio make it to the Mexico game? Mm, or get no, the call. No, they're injured. They're injured. They're not no. going anywhere. You don't, you don't you think you so? lock them in a closet somewhere. You put them in the same bubble that Chris Klein is going to roll around in. That's perfect. That is exactly what he has to do, and and that's that's what we have to go. So anyway, Toronto. What's your uh, what's your call at Toronto? As bad as Toronto has been this season, I, I would call that a loss. Galaxy does not do well traveling cross country. That's one of the longest road trips. Didn't uh, they beat it, Montreal this year? Yeah, but that was a weird. That was on a Monday. Zlatan slapped somebody. Nothing counts when that happens. That was just a weird, weird day. I, I don't see them winning this game in Toronto. Okay, yeah, and I don't have them winning the game in Toronto either. All right, so then we go uh, hosting the Seattle Sounders on Sunday, September 23rd at 4 p.m. kickoff time at StubHub Center, broadcast on Fox Sports 1. Uh, the Galaxy get a draw in this game, I say. Oh, we, we line up there. I think that after being embarrassed by Seattle, Galaxy comes out a little bit inspired. They don't want to, you know, get beat up like that. I could picture them mustering out a draw. Seattle will be... You know they've been red hot right now, so if they can continue to bring that in, they're gonna they're gonna give you know the galaxy some trouble. But I I, I picture a draw there, one point. You're talking about there's there's three of the most important games you can possibly circle on this calendar is the Real Salt Lake game, the Seattle game, and the LAFC game in terms of the LA Galaxy's playoff hopes. Okay, so we continue on Saturday hosting the Vancouver Whitecaps. Saturday, September 29th. What say you? I think that one you're hosting. Uh, you know, Vancouver isn't exactly lighting the world on on fire. I think that's a win. I think you win at home versus Vancouver. All right. Uh, I agree. Win at home versus Vancouver. Then you travel to Sporting Kansas City Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, October 6th. And that's a loss for me, too. There's no way the Galaxy... And the Galaxy don't play well in, in SKC. Yeah. It doesn't happen. You bring in the atmosphere of the team. Yeah, that's... The, again, they've shown they can beat anyone in the league. No, they they have not shown that, and they will not show that against SKC. Uh, then they travel away. This is the second to the last game of the season against Minnesota United on the world's worst turf at the uh, University of Minnesota, right? Isn't yeah, I that? believe that's yeah. where they play, yes. Yeah, uh, TFC Bank Stadium is, is, I believe, the actual Which is very uh, confusing with, uh, with Toronto yeah. because, we, you know, Toronto's TFC, and then they have BMO, Bank of Montreal as their B- sponsor, B- you know, Bank, TFC Bank. You're using way, way, way <laughs> too many Am I thinking about acronyms. this too much? I think so. That's, I, think, I lose I, Audi points anyway, for that? Yes, you I do. I, I thought Minus I'd get 20. points. No. Um, I have, uh, Minnesota. I, I have that as, as, as a draw. Yeah. Although I, I can see that being a loss. You're going away in turf. You know, you, you won't have, possibly won't have Zlatan there. Right. I, I, could see, I could see that being a loss, but I would mark it as a draw because, again, looking at the players... The Galaxy should be able to beat that team, but you're going away on turf, so I'm calling it a draw. Final game of the season, October 28th, home game versus the Houston Dynamo, where everybody told me Houston is better than the Galaxy, and they have told me that the whole season. I don't want to smack anybody who says it. The Galaxy win that game at home to close out the season, but that might not be enough. What do you have, Houston? I I have a win. I think the win at home, last game of the season, uh, you know, depending on what's on the line and where they're at, you know, position-wise, they're going to know what they need to do. 
Uh, and I, I, I see them going into this last game needing the win to make the playoffs because I think they're a borderline team. And so I think they can pull out the win. The Galaxy need 51 points to get into yeah. the playoffs. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's what Siggy said. And it's, <laughs> it's one and a half points per game. It yeah, makes some sense. Teams okay. have gotten in with less. But, less, but, the, but that's they, a guarantee. They crawl in. Yeah. Okay. Which so, I'll take. Okay. So anyway, we'll give you our points totals here at the end because we have to add the LAFC game in. And that's no fun if we tell you what it is right now. So I, this is my final thing. What happens if the Galaxy miss the playoffs? What happens to coaching? What happens to front office? What happens to players? What if the Galaxy, after having a horrible year last year, improves significantly, which they already have. They already have more mm-hmm. points than they had last year by five, and they still have eight games remaining. But is their defense better? I don't know. I, I mean, know. are I they? is it a I better defense? So. It's, it is better. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if everything predicts out, as long as they don't give up five goals every single game again. Now, they could. Well, hey. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they could, but as long as they don't, they will settle underneath the 67 goals. The record breakers. Yeah, I had them pegged at about 61 or 62 before okay. they gave up five, so okay. you're, you're in there. You're in the neighborhood. You're in the neighborhood. Um, but, I mean, what do you do with this team? What do you do with this organization? What happens there? Uh, and, and so I think, I think we, we hinted at it earlier. If you're going to do a hard reset, that hard reset needs to come in 2019. So if you miss the playoffs, zooming out, big picture, as upsetting as that would be when you look at you know, you have Ola Kamara, you have Zlatan, you have Gio and Jonah Dos Santos, you have Roman Alessandrini, and you, that team misses the playoffs. That's upsetting. If you're a fan and you're a Galaxy supporter, that's upsetting. But if you zoom out in big picture, you say they were worst team in the league last season and they were, you know, at, at the very best, you know, or, or worst, close to making a playoff spot. So I think, I don't think you clean house wholesale. But at the same time, there's something wrong. With that talent on the field, they should be a playoff contender. So what's the problem there? And I think th- there was something uh, that was alluded to uh, in the poor performance against Seattle. I believe there were some quotes where Siggy had said that the, the team you know, didn't really put the effort out there, or that may have been a couple games ago, where the team wasn't putting the effort, that, where Siggy feels like he's putting the right players in the right position, but the team isn't performing. Well, I hate to break it to you, th- if the team isn't motivated and they're not putting the effort that's the that's the manager's job the manager's job is to motivate your players and to figure out you know what the problem is you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over and say well if we just keep putting them in that position we keep putting this defense out there they're going to get better you need to get creative some change needs to happen so even though it might not be popular you know not cleaning up the front the front office i think you maybe get a coaching change for next season and maybe bring someone in who's going to get creative and maybe not getting rid of the best scenario for me would be maybe you don't get rid of siggy maybe you keep let him can finish out this plan but not as the coach Maybe you move him, you know, as a technical director. He gets to pick the players and kind of fill out this roster, but he's not going to be the one who tactically puts them on, on the field. Yeah, there's. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I, I, as as of right now, as of my thinking, and listen, I get new information every week. I mean, there's stuff that happens that blo- that you're like, oh, that's what happened at the beginning of the year, and all of a sudden you have to sit there and say, it's all okay, after the fact. Yeah, it's all after the fact. You're like, okay, wait a minute. Let me let me reassess how I think about all this. But as of right now. Um, I will say that there's no way I would fire Siggy Schmidt, um, that I would let him do what I think he's trying to do, which I talked about, strengthening some of the scouting, um, you know, really looking at the the sports science and the health department. I think that they need to continue to develop that. And did, I, did he not have the opportunity to do that this year? I think they he did started, some of it. He started midseason last season. So this yeah. season should have been his opportunity to, to, to put some of those strategies into play. And they did. And they did. They did, but they have to give time to play out. And if you keep resetting coaches, you're really going to have a problem. I, I will tell you this, that I think if they don't miss the playoffs, there's still repercussions that happen. But There you, have to be. There, you, but you change, be something. But you change something that hasn't been changed yet. 
you have to look in, and people are saying, well, you can't get rid of Chris Klein. I'm saying you can if you want to. You can. If you're AEG, yes, he has a five-year contract. Uh, you could fire for cause. You could fight, You could pay off his contract. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. And and to those who say, well, he got a contract extension, I think you, you bring up a great point. That doesn't mean that he's going to be here for five more years. Uh, 2019, uh, when those DP slots are up and, and you have want to change the direction, you you know, there's nothing to say that that you can't clean house. Uh, you know, even with contracts in place. And and I mean, really, you can even look at it in terms of with those contracts in place with Geo and yeah. Jonah. Yeah, you can get out of those too. You want to pay those you guys to, off? You have to pay. Yeah, you're going to be play, paying them to play somewhere else. Yes, yeah, that's basically how it is. Um, so no, it, it's all it's all this stuff that goes on. You can get rid of any contract, whether or not you get cap relief or anything else. That's that's what you need to see. I think the Galaxy, I think that underneath some of this, the under uh, underneath, you know, the hood of this engine that you're starting to see some of these parts fire underneath there and I think that the off season that's coming up is very important. You don't need 15 new players in the off season. You need four players or you need three players. You need some real difference makers. You need, you know, two center backs or you need a left back. You know you're spending it on defense. You know you're focusing and everybody's like, well, it's the highest paid defense. Well, it, you get rid of some of that with Ashley Cole going away and with um, uh, Siani going away. So you're going to get some money to spend and, and do some things. I think that this team is really talented offensively. Yes. I think if they can stay healthy, which is a question mark, I don't know how you can fix that. You can bring in more trainers. You can do stuff like that. I don't know what's going to fix. A player told me this very realistically. I was asking about exactly how it is in terms of, you know, hey, I see all these injuries. I go, is it training staff? Is it anything like this? And the player said, you know, most of the stuff is really about self-care more than anything. It's about players putting in the time to make sure their body is healthy, getting in early, doing the uh, working with the trainers, you know, stretching out properly, stretching afterwards, eating the right things, doing all those things that you look at. But doesn't that come back to the manager as well? Because up to uh, a certain it, point, yeah. Because you have to say, okay, if you you know, hypothetical scenario, Emma Boateng. You know, you, you know, you want to be a starter on this team. You want to make money in this league. You know, you want to be a marquee player. Here's what you need to do before, you know, before you need to get here before practice, whatever it is. And obviously, you know, not having been an MLS coach, you right. know, I don't know if you know that about me or not. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Please, please tell me you weren't. You weren't I'm giving an MLS the layperson's oh, okay. version of this. But whatever you know, Siggy needs to do to get in these players' head and motivate them so they are doing that self care, or, or you know, maybe it's a conversation with an agent or say, hey, if you want your player to have longevity, you know, we need to make sure they're taking care of themselves and and doing what they need to do. So I, some of that does fall on uh, the management and, and the coaching staff as well. I will tell you one of the things that I would definitely do in this offseason is I would declare somebody a general manager of this team. There is no general manager right now. Siggy Schmidt is in charge of player personnel uh, and is a head coach. Just slide uh, him Pete, over to general manager. Pete Vianis is the vice president of soccer operations. There are people who report to Pete still at this time. So you look at all these things that are happening in there, and to me, there still seems like there's this overriding. And, and listen, AEG and Chris Klein can override anybody, and they can override a GM. I mean, that happens. We talked about Giovanni Del Santos and Bruce Arena getting you know the override on that, and Gio comes in. So, I mean, listen, I would imagine that, uh, as as Siggy Schmidt has told us many times, that Zlatan Ibrahimovic you know, threw a wrench in his plans. I would imagine that Siggy Schmidt wasn't exactly a Zlatan guy. That he was like, hey, I have this team being built, and I think it's going to be pretty good, and maybe, and it probably there's probably an override well, and, there. And when you look at the offensive weapons they have, um, you know, if, if you subtract Zlatan, then maybe they, you know, addition by subtraction, maybe you don't get some of those world-class goals, and you don't get some of the 
you know, the wins, he does lead the, lead the team in scoring. So you can't say that, you know, it was, it was not worth bringing him in, but if the trade-off is maybe you make your defense a little bit better, maybe uh, you don't have that magic, but maybe you're grinding out some games. Yeah. So I, it's a, hey, listen, I mean, that's a, that's things that keep me up at night trying to figure out whether Zlatan <laughs> would, if you didn't bring Zlatan in, what would what that the season team, look like? What would the season look like? Totally different. And it could be, it could have been that that's a healthier team, that that's a more defensive team, that that is a team that uses Ola Kamara on a four, five, one. They're forced and has to an have an identity. Oh, it, I mean, there's things there that you can look at and say, maybe that's it, but I'm certainly not going to sit there and say, oh, well, the Galaxy are better off without Zlatan Ibrahim. That's ridiculous. That's false. That's a false. That's a false mm-hmm. statement. Um, Jonathan wrote in and said, "Why is it that I never hear about responsibility for this mess being directed at Chris Klein and the management team? After all, they agreed to sign DP contracts and pay for the dreadfully ineffective and absent Geo, and only slightly better for Jonah. Someone needs to be held accountable here. We have a small window to ride with the great Ibra. Losing this year due to unmovable contracts is a shame. What are your thoughts on this? I, I think that we do a pretty good job, actually, of pointing the." finger at yeah. the front office on some of this stuff. And it goes back to Gio. It goes back to, um, you know, Steven Gerrard. It goes back to, uh, maybe keeping Robbie Keane one year too long. I didn't say it, but yeah, I did. Um, that he, was he's me standing right behind. I know. Me. And he's staring, you turned your head. You're another scared. 500 You're Audi index points for Robbie Keane, <laughs> just for standing <laughs> just like that. Um, so no, I mean, I, I certainly think that that's all interesting stuff. All right. We got a phone call. Let's see if we can get it here real quick. Um, four, two, four. Who's this? Hey, Josh, this is Hugh from Reddit. Hey, Hugh, what do you got, buddy? What do you got? Okay, so on the topic of our head coach, Siggy, I think think he's irredeemable at this point. So, okay, I'm going to – okay, so let's – here, this is what we're going to do. We're going to keep it brief because we've got to move on. But, okay, so you're saying he's irredeemable at this point. You would fire a coach right now. And bring in somebody else. Now that the Galaxy have have almost figured out that they think they're a three five two, that they have all the pieces that they think they can put in, you want to change that plan right now. See, here's the thing. Siggy had all the pieces at Seattle during his last season there. He had all the talent available to him. Great defense, great midfield attackers, but they started failing as soon as he got unhealthy. Siggy had some health problems. I don't know if that, you know, limited his ability to be on the field with the players, to be engaged, you know, stuff the general coaches have to do, right? So he had the talent, and yet Seattle was failing and burning so bad. Okay. Yeah, his assistant coach comes in, right? Okay, you could say Ladero was a big piece of that, of course, but the team was there. The talent was there, but they were burning. They were a dumpster fire. So... I'm seeing the exact same thing with LA right now. He has the talent, right? World-class talent. And we're, we're looking like a dumpster fire right now. So he cer- I don't know he if certainly I want has- to give this guy a chance during the offseason to make more terrible moves. He, he certainly has the offensive talent, Hugh, and I'm going to let you go. Um, he certainly has the offensive talent. I agree that. I mean, it's, it's world-class. Well, it's not world-class. It's MLS class. I didn't want to get... I almost jumped way ahead of myself. Every once in a while, top class. It's top in MLS. Yeah. I mean, and it shows that. If you look at the offense right now, the offense is fourth, I think, or tied for third for most goals. I mean, they're right behind LAFC. I'd have to check the Audi index, but that sounds correct. <laughs> that sounds about correct. Um, no, I mean, but if you look at they have the offensive talent. They don't have, I would say, the number 10 that they need. They the don't midfield. have... They're a, easy a to midfield. walk through. They are. Uh, you know, Perry Kitchen, whether or not he could be a good part of a midfield is, remains to be seen. I don't think him and Jonathan Dos Santos work particularly well, mostly because Jonathan is a box-to-box guy, and he seems to just forget about the other side of the box. Again, that goes back to front office and, and team construction. It, it does. But, but it also can come back to coaching. So if you're the coach, 
Do you have to coach know, around it? Do you know how to put these guys in a position where they can be successful? And he brought up an interesting point about Seattle because you know they, because they fired uh, Siggy midseason and, and eventually they went on to win uh, an MLS Cup that season with no with no shots with, on goal. Yes, but still, yeah. irregardless, as uh, you know, a friend of mine likes to say. Um, I think if you look at it, this would be the second team if he's you know tactically. He thinks he's doing things right, but the players aren't doing it. This would be the second team in in three plus years that has quit on him, and that's not a great thing either. And so I could see, I could see the pushback on on why you, you don't want him around. Uh, I will tell you this right now, I do not believe. Last year the team quit on him. We saw it. You could see it. You could. You. I do not believe this team has quit on him. I believe that they're still fighting. I don't think everybody's happy with him. I don't think Joel Pedro likes him very much. I don't think <laughs> Baggio Husidic understa- likes him very much. Statement of the year. You know, I don't even know if Zlatan totally loves him. Okay, but they, you but know I, I don't think Zlatan likes a lot of people. Yeah. Zlatan does his own thing. He he is he is his own thing. I think that if you try to wipe the cl- slate clean with Siggy right now, you don't let him put his plan in. And if you go in and try to do anything in the off season without a coherent plan, and plus, if you fire Siggy Schmidt, who's in charge? Yeah, who's in charge? Who's making those decisions? Is it going to be the front office again? That was like it was in twenty seventeen. That's a big problem for me. So I, I don't like changing the coach. You keep changing coaches. And be honest, if you're a president of a club and you fire two coaches. Eventually, you're, that, yeah, that, that arrow is going to say, well, why do you need to keep firing these coaches? Eventually, you're going you're gonna to end up paying for that. Did you so, go Canadian on me for that? I did. Coaches? Hey, coaches. Coaches. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry. Minus 10 Audi <laughs> index points for Getting you. Getting ready for the Toronto game. I understand. All right. Uh, LA Galaxy news as we transition and start to get ready for this LAFC game. Uh, you already know about the injuries. I'm going to tell them about you. Tell them to you anyway, as you're probably on your way to the game or you're listening to this. However it goes, uh, if you're surprised by any of these, you shouldn't be surprised. These were pretty much well known. Uh, Ramon Alessandrini is going to be out of this game. He still has a knee, knee bruise. He trained off to the side on Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, apparently he will not be in this game. Uh, the knee bruise not quite ready to be healed yet. Giovanni Dos Santos with the grade two quad strain out three to four weeks per Siggy Schmidt. Still about three weeks left on this particular injury. Maybe two. Um, trained off to the side on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. Jonathan Dos Santos is the only question mark for this. Michael Ciani is out. He has the hamstring. He's not playing in the game against LAFC. Jonathan Dos Santos, grade one groin strain, trained off to the side on Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. He will be a game time decision. I am leaning towards out. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem likely that he comes in and is able to play in this game, and if he does, he might be limited in actual time. And if he if he does play, I don't I don't picture him starting. And depending on where this game goes and and what the, what how the first half plays out or how the first you know twenty thirty minutes play out, is it worth bringing him in and risking hurting him more if the game uh, is already out of hand early? I think that if he's healthy enough to play at all, you start him because you need him in the center against LAFC. Um, but I don't know that he's going to be that healthy, and I don't know that he's going to end up doing that. So anyway, those are your injury updates. Uh, just some rivalry quotes from the Galaxy and stuff they've said about this LAFC game. Um, Ashley Cole was talking to ESPN and Jeff Carlisle. Uh, he says, for LAFC to have this, have the big fan base and passion, they have surprised me, uh, he said, Ashley Cole said. Um, and yeah, when they came here the first time, the atmosphere was electric. Without having any previous incidents, the rivis- rivalry is still big. Uh, Cole goes on to say, uh, a few years down the line, there's going to be more reason to dislike each other. I, I like how he says that. There's going to be more reason <laughs> to dislike each other, said Cole. Uh, we're so close to them, but we need some incidents to spice it up. 
even more to take to make oh, wow. it better. Bold. Hopefully, in years to come, this game can become that. I mean, really, what you need is you need David Beckham getting kicked in the golden balls again. I mean, that's what <laughs> almost made Chivas <laughs> USA a, a rivalry. We need you know a mascot to kick a ball at like the, like Beckham did the, with San Jose. The, see, all these things are incidents. Yes, incidents. Very which, good. Which I, I you know to to back up what Ashley Cole is saying is and what this rivalry could become. I think uh, this rivalry has surprised me this season. You know, I, I thought it was something that was going to take. Uh, you know, multiple seasons to build, but it seems like because the fan base, you know, whatever, you know, LAFC did to, to get their fans behind them, they, they've attracted fans, you know, you know, love them or, or hate them. And if you're listening to this, you probably hate them. They, they've brought in fans. So yes, some of those may be retreads from the old Chivas USA days, but they do have some new fans and some new additions there. And because of that, you're, you're seeing a real rivalry and, and it's, it's more amped up than I expected these first two games to be. And that's why I think this third game, El Trafico 3, or Trafico 3D, or El Trafico 3 Ghost Protocol, whatever you, whatever we're calling this, uh, we're dubbing Episode 3, The Return of the Zlatan. You know, whatever we're dubbing it, it's going to be exciting because what we've learned is the first two games were very exciting because of the fan atmosphere, so the third one should should mirror that. Minus 27 Audi <laughs> uh, index points for trying to I'd cram get, all those in. I thought I'd get bonus points. No. Uh, Ghost Seba- Protocol? Sebastian Legette said, <laughs> uh, said, we have to keep calm. I know we just had a huge loss in Seattle, but we've definitely gone over everything we did wrong in that game, and we want to make a big difference in this game. We know it's a must-win Sebastian Legette's words. We know it's a must win, but we can't add extra pressure on ourselves. We have to keep calm and just get the do- job done. Um, uh, Sebastian Legette continues on LAFC. They said He says, uh, they've done well, and we definitely want to put a stop to that, especially in this series. It's been a good first two games, and it's been challenging for both sides, but we need to finish the series off right and finish off the rest of the season right. We can't get ahead of ourselves. We have to treat it like any other game. Keep calm and not add extra pressure. But it means everything to us. We know it's a huge game. We just can't add any more pressure than we need to at this moment. But we definitely know it's a huge game for our fans, for us, and for this club. And then finally, he talks about the animosity between the two teams. He says, there's more hostility. I think it's only going to get bigger and better in that sense. I think it's just going to thicken even more as we play more games. You can't ask for more from the first two games. We just want to win this game whichever way that happens. We definitely feel the city's energy in these games more than any other game. It feels like everybody's here from the city. It's pretty incredible hopefully we use our home advantage all right there we go I, i'm going to back up what what sebastian is saying about this being a must-win game i think we just ran through the schedule and, and points are going to be tough to come by you know to round out this season so uh, as much as you hate to say it's a must-win game uh in 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 august still with a lot of games left to play but when you look at at the way things might pan out this could be something where the galaxy look back at the end of the season and said if we could have gotten some points there uh, you know, things may have, have panned out differently. I think I, I would agree that this is, it feels like a must-win game because of the rivalry. Oh, but Eric Siggy Schmidt disagrees with no, you. of course. Well, oh. that's why I fire him. That's why I want him fired. He says, I don't like to call <laughs> games must-win games. That's just me personally. It's an important game for us, and we need to get points. It's a home game. It's a rival, and we need to continue to move up the standings. So we gave away four points at home in games against Minnesota and Colorado, but then we also gained some points in New England and so forth that people didn't think we were going to get. It evens out a little bit. It's important for us to get maximum points at home. Um, the sense of urgency certainly is there, said Siggy Schmidt. We see the tables. We see the points t- totals. We see the tightness that exists between spots three and eight. We know we're in for a battle. And how important is it for to win this series? For us, our number one objective, says Siggy, S- says Siggy Schmidt, is to make the playoffs. I don't want to lose this game for sure. And we want to win the series. But at the end of the day, is winning the se- if winning the series means not making the playoffs, we'd rather make the playoffs and not win the series. 
Are they separate? I don't know. They're not. They're not. Which is why you can dismiss it. You need to win this game to to get in the playoffs. So that's why. Minus 200 (laughs) Audi index points for Siggy Schmidt. Yeah. Um, and, And to. Man, that, that that that's a tough thing to say. Is to say I don't like to call games must-win games. You you kind of have to measure the temperature of your team because there are some teams who you're going to say if we don't win this game we're done, and that may motivate a team to light a fire and to say we're going to go out there and and you know do the brave heart face paint and we're we're getting it done. But other teams you might say this is a must-win game and and they might feel like it's too too tall of a challenge, too tall of an order, especially without our designated players, and they might crack under the pressure. So you maybe I understand needing to be delicate with that message, but at this point of the season, you need to know what's going to motivate your players. And if Sebastian Legette, someone who's likely going to be starting, feels like it's a must-win game, then you need to mirror that sentiment as the coach. They're not speaking the same language. That That's something that concerns me a little bit. Um, just to completely go off tangent just of for course. a second, if this, if this everything goes bad on Friday night, on Saturday, just, Saturday, it's possible. On Saturday, between four thirty and six p.m., you can still get a, a dose of of happiness from your LA Galaxy, and that's because uh, uh, LA Galaxy midfielder Roman Alessandrini will be appearing at Nikki's Sports. This is fifteen thirty six West Seventh Street in Los Angeles um, on Saturday, eight twenty five, four thirty to six p.m. Uh, Roman Alessandrini will be there. I know people were saying, "Hey, we should show up and, and show Roman some, some love." If if you're a fan of Roman Alessandrini, I would suggest that you go do this um, because. I, I think he's uh, he. I, I think he would appreciate the uplift and, right now. And he's he's truly a delight. I, I had the opportunity to meet him preseason. Uh, you know, very nice guy, very very personable. You know, very grateful uh, to meet fans. So I think he, if there's a, a player on this LA Galaxy team who appreciates meeting fans, I've experienced it firsthand. So go and support support Roman for the you know the passion that he shows on the field. Uh, if you want to repay, you know, maybe you don't see that in other players and you want to pay Roman for that, I think going and showing some love, regardless of the outcome on Friday, I'm, I can get behind that. Uh, LA Galaxy currently sit in fifth in the Western Conference. LAFC sit in third. Uh, 42 points for LAFC, five, uh, uh, five. 37 <laughs> points. That's a rough, that's worse uh, than last season. Yeah, it is. Uh, minus 30, 37 index points. points. Minus five. Uh, 37 points for the LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy points per game right now actually puts them out of the playoffs in seventh place if you did it. Uh, LA Galaxy at 1.42 points per game. Uh, you have other teams like Portland at 1.61, and you have teams like um, Portland, uh, yeah, Portland at 1.61, and let's see, yeah, that would drop them, and then it moves Seattle up, who's at 1.46, so more than the Galaxy's 1.42, uh, it would drop the Galaxy to seventh place right now. So by one very key metric, points per game, the LA Galaxy currently out of the playoffs as it sits. Only way to increase that points per game, Eric? It's win game. Win- get points. Get points. Winning. <laughs> Winning does it. That one, Winning gets one points, point right? doesn't really, yeah. No. Yeah, we, we've had enough draws, especially against teams we should have won. I think I think we can't settle for draws anymore. There are not going to be any more draws that feel like wins. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. We've already gone over the schedule. The LA Galaxy face off against LAFC Friday, August 24th. Uh, you already knew that. Coming up uh, this Friday night, the game is uh, at 7.30 p.m. I've been told that kickoff is around 7.37 Wow. Which is amazing for a nationally televised game. So we'll see if that actually happens. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> They're gonna have to. Taylor Twelman's gonna have to filibuster a little bit. I hope he has another bit planned. There we go. ESPN, ESPN Deportes is where you can find that game. Of course, you can always be at StubHub Center. This game is a sellout. 
sell sold out game. Do not complain about traffic. It's going to be horrible. Actually, you're allowed to complain about traffic. I think it's stupid they're playing this it's, game on a Friday night. It's so El Trafico. It is El Trafico. There will be El Trafico. Um, you will have a tough time getting in there. Try to get there as early as possible just because parking is always a nightmare. You can take the shuttle bus and, and everything else that's sort of in between there. Remember, clear bag policies in effect, all these things. Um, and then, you know, keep keep yourself safe as well. We're, we're, we're entering where, where fans of rival clubs there don't necessarily like each other. So just keep your head on a swivel um, and be safe. The LA, advice. Yeah, the LA Galaxy are 10, 9, and 7. Uh, LAFC 12, 7, and 6. LA Galaxy coming off the 5 nothing loss at Seattle. Galaxy winless in four games. LAFC coming off a 2 nothing win over Colorado. Remember that Colorado team the Galaxy couldn't beat? Um, that was easy. That was an easy win yeah, for two, LAFC. Two wins in a row for LAFC. But I'm going to tell two you this. Two shutouts in a row as well. Yeah, two shutouts in a row. But I'll also tell you this. Three wins in their last eight games for LAFC. So they're, they're trending up because they won the last two games. and, and they they're in a downward but, but, spot for a while. Yeah, but they were not in a great position at one point. So uh, it's certainly something that you want to you wanna keep an eye on, that LAFC is not as healthy maybe as their record shows as well. They have defensive issues just like the Galaxy have defensive but, issues. But uh, the LA Galaxy can tell you how quickly uh, unbeaten in nine can turn into winless in four. That that can change very quickly. So, so it's, it's understandable to, to understand what you're saying, but I think... We're, we're catching LAFC trending up, and that's something that we need to be wary of. Yeah, and and quite honestly, Galaxy trending down. Uh, same as what happened in Seattle. You're missing just about the same number of players. You might get Jonathan back. You're going to get Zlatan back. He yeah. doesn't... It, it reminds me of the first game. Yes. You know, which is no designated players, and the Galaxy find a way to win that game 4-3. to three. Um, But I don't think you should, you should count on that. Um, and I think at that time, um, LAFC probably wasn't prepared. For, for Zlatan, at this point, they know what that weapon is, and so you're not going to catch anyone by surprise this time. So if the Galaxy want a fighting chance, they're not going to sneak up on anybody. They need to come out from the jump doing uh, well. As I was doing some stats and looking some stuff over, LAFC does struggle on the road, and they have. Remember they started out the year on the road because their stadium wasn't open and everybody was amazed at what their road well, the record was. travel to this game is going to definitely throw them off. It, it could. It could. You never know. <laughs> uh, they are 1-4-1 one, one in their last six games on the road. So they've only gotten points two times out of the last six games on the road. Um, but I would imagine that they're highly motivated, despite the fact the LA Galaxy are surely in their head. Um, that's exactly what's happening. Again, if you remember Carlos Vela, though, Eric, oh, has, I remember. Now, has now scored twice on the LA Galaxy in both of these El Traficos, and he has done it in the fifth minute and the seventh minute to start it out early. He actually scored another goal um, in the very first one in the 26th minute. But I'm just talking about these early goals from the LA Galaxy. The Galaxy cannot afford to let that happen again. I swear, if the Galaxy get to 0-0 at halftime, it'll be a minor miracle. That's a win. That, that's a win. Well, I, wait, they <laughs> should about, just walk off the field. Yeah, I talk about a draw feeling like a win. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I, I mean, this is this is going to be a very difficult game. Uh, you know, I do not have, because of the Galaxy shortcomings in terms of, if Roman Alessandrini was on the field, I would feel a lot better. Uh, if, quite honestly, if Giovanni Dos Santos was on the field, I would feel a lot better. Um, they showed, both of those players showed very well in the LAFC game. where The they, second game. The second game, yes. two to two. Um, so you've seen all these things. I mean, the Galaxy are just barely outscoring right now, um, you know, LAFC in terms of this rivalry. I will tell you this, though. If you want to go positive and optimistic, the LA Galaxy undefeated against LAFC That's in a the win. history. There you go. In the history. So, and, um, and we talk about season series, even with a loss. 
it would be knotted up one one and one unless you start telling up goal differentials and things like that. We but you're not the Audi do that. index. Somebody will do that. that. Somebody will do that, and then they will claim that it is a victory for one or the other. Yes. And if it, well, I, if I it would works definitely in, do it if it worked in our favor. favor. I was <laughs> going to say if it works in favor of the galaxy, then everybody's going to say that. And if it works in favor, no, no, we're not going to count that. It's like whenever uh, Seattle was winning those open uh, the open cups and, and the supporter shield. Yes. Supporter shield's the more important state. No, it's not. Yeah, the treble. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not more important. All right. So. Uh, that's how it is. But I mean, you look at what really has happened with LAFC. They've gotten better in the transfer window as well. Christian Ramirez comes in. Yeah, we talk about some of their their attacking talent. Carlos Vela, Diomande, Rossi, all these players. And then they bring in someone like uh, Ramirez, who doesn't show up on the stat sheet for LAFC because of the goals that he had for Minnesota. But he, you know, Diomande is their leading goal scorer with nine goals. And Ramirez has nine goals as well, if you count the seven from Minnesota and then the two that he scored with LAFC. So the, the offensive talent will be there. And you talk about Carlos Vela scoring the early goals. And I think the only symptom to that is if the Galaxy and who knows what kind of formation they're going to throw out there. But if they go with that that 3-5-2 and they, they try to act defensive, LAFC is going to bring the pressure, and they're very... Uh, you know, it's very well possible that they can they can score an early goal again. So I think the only way to counteract that is regardless of who you have on the field, you need to play direct. You know, you're going to have Zlatan up there, so you need to try to push forward. You can't sit back and hope that your defense frustrates this LAFC team because I don't think they can. So I spent like 25 minutes today trying to figure out a lineup. <laughs> I, I had a lot of post-its myself yeah, that yeah, I, I, was, I ran through. I, I kept, no, I don't like that one. Uh, what I came up with the best for and and what I, I think possibly could be, and because a lot of it repeats from how it went with Seattle, I don't know how te- how how much I give any faith to any of this. But I do see the Galaxy in a 3-5-2 again. Um, I see Cole, Shelvick, and Romney on the back line. Um, I would put those three. I would put Rolf Felcher out in the right wing back position. I would put Chris Pontius in the left wing back position. Um, it, it balances that formation. It's a little unbalanced because Pontius is going to go forward, but Felcher gets forward a ton too. So it's a pretty balanced formation, actually. Um, I, if Jonathan Dos Santos plays, he's in the center with Kitchen. If not, it's probably going to be Carrasco. And I know he had a horrible game against Seattle, but I don't find putting Baggio Husidic in that position any much better. So I, I think it's 50-50, but, but the fact, again, comes back to playing time. Who's been playing? Carrasco's been getting more playing time, so you're going to give him the nod. And if you want to spin it, you want to talk about player motivation, LAFC, uh, the Galaxy is in their head. So they're going to come into this game hungry because they do not want a repeat of what's happened. Look at Carrasco. He didn't have a great first game against LAFC. Uh, and I think he's if he may want to redeem himself, and if he's going to show up to a game, this would be a great time for Carrasco to show up. Uh, Legit uh, sits in the Giovanni Dos Santos role underneath, um, who can also come back and help on defense a little bit in we're, the center. We're calling that the Giovanni Dos Santos role? It is, because it's the only role I've ever seen where he looks comfortable, like right, because he doesn't have it, a responsibility. I we should name positions It's not a 10. Him. It's not a 10. Let's just call him... Call it an attacking in the attacking midfield position. Okay, that's what that's fine. The, the cam <laughs> the cam position. Yes. All right, central attacking midfield Legette. Uh, or you could move Legette out to the left hand side. You could then move Jamison into that center if you wanted to do that. Uh, but Ola Kamara and Zlatan Ibrahimovic up top. Now, could the Galaxy go with like a four five one and put Ola Kamara on the on wing? On the wing. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. You leave Zlatan by himself. Move Ola to the outside. Yeah. Possibly slot in Boateng. If depending on what if if you don't want to give up an early goal, maybe you go for broke. You bring in Boateng. Go for speed right off the jump. And maybe sub him off early, you know, much like we saw last season. But I don't see that happening. But that would be an option if that would show me that Siggy is willing to mix things up and try something different. If he goes with the same, you know, back five that that got beat up in Seattle, that shows me he's going to try the same thing and and you might end up with the same results. In in defense of that back five, they never played in that 
formation and and with those people before. Well, I mean, like, then the second time, then that that'll fix it. Yeah, it'll be much better the second time. I around. mean, it might get better. You don't know. Maybe they only give up three goals. I like your optimism. I, listen, this is a difficult game for the Galaxy. We've already said why. Um, I'm going to be very optimistic. The Galaxy don't win this game. Um, and I think that uh, the, that a good result for LA right now, with the injuries they're suffering and with their form right now, is to get a draw. A draw probably leads them in the right direction. But I don't have that on my stat. We told you we'd tell you the points that we got over the whole schedule. Um, I have zero in that LAFC column, and that means that I give the Galaxy nine points over the next eight games, uh, which gives them 46 total points on the season. I mean, I, I... I want to be optimistic, but in some of these, and I'll be, I have question marks next to games. I have a question mark against the LAFC game. I'm not confident in that. It's a rivalry game. How can you be confident <laughs> in saying that anybody's going to lose anything? Yes. Um, I've seen LAFC take two insurmountable leads late into the game and choke them away twice. So there's no way you can sit there and go. And that's the beauty of it is LAFC could be up 3-0 going into the 80th minute, and, and they're still not going to feel 100% comfortable, and the Galaxy will still have the confidence that they can come back. So maybe they don't. Maybe the, the pixie dust runs out. Uh, on my sheet as well, I have this as a loss just because uh, we, we've done it once with that opening game, game one versus LAFC without the DPs and brings Laton in. That, that was... I think you just have to say that that was magic. That was that was something special that we'll never see again. Uh, LAFC will not let that happen. And I just I don't see with the players that we have out. I don't see the team grinding out a win. But at the same time, it's a rivalry game. And and if we've learned anything from the first two El Traficos, is that you cannot predict El Traficos. So I could very much see Zlatan getting goals, two goals, getting to five hundred and winning 2-1. I could see that. That could happen. That would not I I wouldn't fall over, you know, like oh my god, that's shocking. That I could see that happening as well. So you never know what's going to happen, but if if you're going to say what should happen, the way LAFC has been playing with shutouts, not allowing goals and the offensive talent they have, I think on paper you have to say LAFC is going to win this game. Uh, all right. So how many points does that give you at, at That gives me 11 points, putting them at 48 for the season. So technically 3 points if, shy. It, 3 points shy of that 51. So that means if you that this flip- LA AFC game is a must-win game because those three points would put them at 51. There you go. So there you go, Sebastian Legit. It's a must-win game. It's a must-win game for Sebastian (laughs) Legit. I like that. All right. LA Galaxy, LAFC, 7.30 p.m. Um, Hey, have fun. I mean, enjoy this. Enjoy. Absolutely. The atmosphere will be fun. It'll be a pain in the butt to get there. Um, All the fun things that, you know, really you could have had, the tailgating and stuff. Hopefully, maybe you took the day off. Maybe you have that. If you were smart, you you took the day off. off. Um, But you didn't decide to work Saturday because the hangover could be real. No. on Saturday. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, you do this and, and you absolutely look at what it is. Um, I, I just, this is going to be, if they win this game, the Galaxy have something going. They have momentum. This is this is so much bigger than just one game. And I, well, and I implore, I, I, I tell every fan who's listening, I tell everybody who's, who's paying attention that if the Galaxy get this win, the momentum gain is so much bigger than just beating any other team in Major yes. League Soccer that now all of a sudden I take my results that I have and I tear them up and I draw it over again. I go, oh, okay, that question mark I had against TFC where they weren't going to get any points in Toronto. Oh, they're going to get a draw there. Yes. They'll get a point They're now. coming in hot. And all of a sudden, I can change this, you know, nine, nine points nine becomes into 14. 15 yes. or something. Yeah, I mean, you could see it. And and I think, t- to your point, if they win this game, then they're riding a hot streak, and and we could we could talk about playoffs. If they lose, this could be a very nasty oh. downward spiral. And this is where I'll agree, disagree with what Siggy said about uh, winning the season series. I think you look at this team, I, they're not MLS Cup contenders. So I'm not expecting them to win a championship. So what would I rather have? Make the playoffs and flame out 
or win the season series against LAFC. I'd rather win the season series against LAFC and hold that over their heads because if we don't, we have to wait until next year yeah. uh, to, to rebuttal. So if we can hold that over their heads for one more year, I'll take the the winning of the series over making the playoffs. All right, we'll see uh, We'll see how it is. Uh, LA Galaxy, LAFC, Friday night under the lights, ESPN, ESPN Deportes. I will be there. Um, you're, you're not, I'll be there. You're going? Of course oh, I'm going. I love it. I don't miss El Traficos. That's my thing. The Portuguese the, hammer shelling out the big dough to oh, go. I'll, to be go fr- I'll be bro B too. I'm, bro, I'm sitting pretty. Uh-oh. I know people. If you see him running on the field with his shirt <laughs> off, all right, you know he had <laughs> a little me. bit too much, all right? That's how it goes. All right. Uh, I think that about does it for us. Is there anything else that you want to get to for? No, uh, that's good. Go you, LA Galaxy. Go Zlatan. Let's get to 500. All right. Well, then why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at GIS Hammer. You can also hear me on the Guys in Shorts sports los angeles podcast you can find them on twitter at guys in shorts la go ahead and give them a listen rate and review to those episodes especially the ones that i'm not on they need some help over there when i'm not there all right sounds good if you're looking for me on twitter of course you want to go to jay guessman j-g-u-e-s-m-a-n of course at galaxy podcast that's where you can find all of my soccer reporting all of the uh, shows all of our articles all of our game previews and we have a ton of content up there right now so make sure you're checking it out larry morgan and i are popping out the stories like crazy as they uh, pop up for the LA Galaxy and getting ready for this LAFC game. Uh, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can get your scarf. The link for the scarf will be in the description. Get those before those run out. Uh, and certainly, um, we'll see how the we'll see how this game goes uh but we'll we might we might run out of some stuff that we have if, if and we might launch a new product if this game goes a particular direction so just saying just maybe maybe just say in there cornerofthegalaxy.com that's where you'll find it if it happens uh let's see i think that about does it lafc la galaxy stubhub center this is it the last cell traffic of the last big one uh of the season and the galaxy have a battle trying to make the playoffs for Eric, the Portuguese Hammer. I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.